We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody, welcome to Rotowire Fantasy Sports Today. Not Rotowire Fantasy Sports Today, Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Jeff Erickson and Chris Liss here. Together, man. Get my stuff together. We are brought to you by WinBet, W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. If you're in one of those six states that are you're allowed to do, they're allowed to do business, and please support our sponsor. Uh, they are our exclusive sponsor and they have been all fall long. Uh, Chris, week two kind of stunk for me at least. Early, you know. Early games were terrible, I thought, for the most part. Uh, late games, I had a lot of Charger Cowboy interest, and that was kind of disappointing. It, there's, there was this, all this untapped potential. DK Metcalf got hurt uh, late in that Seattle game. We'll see what he's up to. But, man, you know, how are you doing? Uh, my week kind of sucked. We'll see. I got Green Bay tonight in Survivor, so it's going uh, to hinge a lot on that. I mean, hopefully it's just uneventful. But um, – it kind of sucked, you know, uh, I may, I've made some errors in my start sit, uh, decisions. I started the Browns defense over the Patriots, for example. Um, I sat Michael Pittman for my many shares one of my many shares of Elijah Mitchell, who I got everywhere paid up yeah. for him, had some shares already. Um, that was a really weird mixed bag. Um, there are just a lot of things like, like the biggest observation I have is like watching Derek Henry just destroy Seattle and also catch passes, which was, you know, new, um, I was thinking, you know, it's so it's so tempting to want to look around the corner and think, what's the next big thing? Who's going to be the next guy on the cover next year? Who's, you know, Jonathan Taylor, like he's going to be awesome. He's, he's going to be on the cover next year. He's the new guard coming into the league. And, yeah. you know, and I want to get some more new guard players, some A.J. Brown, some D.K. Metcalf. You know, I want all the new guard guys, the, the future superstars that we're going to obviously see now are going to be that. And at least through two weeks, you know, just being a donkey who said, well, I'll just take the guy who got the most carries by far last year, Derrick Henry. And round two, I'll take boring Joe Mixon. And round three, I'll take Cooper Cup. And round four, I'll take Tyler Lockett. And round five, I'll take Adam Thielen. And I'll just have a boring team with, you know, that's not next year's new thing. You know, the, the idea is like, well, the NFL is a, a league where guys are in and out so quickly. So let's get, let's already move on. You know, if you're drafting Todd Gurley two years ago, you're too late. If you're drafting right? the guy on the cover of last year's magazine, you're too late. But it turns out, like at least so far, like McCaffrey, I mean, everyone's drafting him, but Derrick Henry, 
um, you know, Joe Mixon, at least the first game, it's just the obvious guy is the obvious guy. And sometimes, you know, that's just the way to go. And it's, it's, uh, it's frustrating when, when you like to draft of a style where you're trying to find, you know, what's happening before it happens. Sometimes what's already happened is the, is the easiest thing. Yeah, I'm sharp. I should be on this. The simpletons are taking Joe Mixon in the second right. round. Mixon didn't actually have a great day yesterday. No. So that that was about maybe, yeah. But I'm well, in 17 leagues. Fun. I have zero Derrick Henry. I was like, pity the fool who doesn't have Derrick Henry this week. Oh, wait, I'm that fool. Right. I am the fool here. I, the, he's catching passes. They're throwing to him on purpose. You know, they're designing plays for him. That's yeah. that's a I development. Mean, and just he watched the game and he's just running these guys over. I mean, he's just when he turned the corner to get that touchdown, I think it was the one that tied the game. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, they can't stop him. And I've got Jonathan Taylor. We've got three carries inside the five just to start the game. I'm like, oh, this is good. And Jonathan Taylor's good. But he just got gang tackled and stopped. But like Derrick Henry, I'm like, they're not going to stop this guy. There's just no way. Why don't I have the guy that my feeling is? Oh, they're not going to stop this guy. That's the guy that should be on my team. Um, and so, you know, it's, uh, yeah. It, I mean, whatever. I'm still bullish on Taylor. Don't get me wrong. I, mm -hmm. I think that, you know, I, you know, Marlon Mack and Hines got some carries. We'll see if Wentz is out because it was disastrous with Jacob Eason. But um, they did cover, which was nice. But, yeah, it just, you know, yesterday it was Henry was the, was the biggest story. Um, and, you know, Tyler Lockett doing what, DK Metcalf supposed to do again. I think Metcalf will get his. I don't think that's, um, I think that's just a matter of time, but it, it's, it's not, it wasn't not a great week for me either. No. Um, you know, there's certain things like I did have Elijah Mitchell in a couple of leagues and I actually used him. I had him in the NFFC pro, uh, classic, a 14 team where I got him in the 20th round started him this week. That was not great. Not when he got that touchdown pulled back that, that, that was brutal. Yeah, I started him over Michael Pittman, who went off, and that was tough. Uh, so he actually cost me. It wasn't just like he didn't do as well as I'd hoped. Right, of course. He was a negative, and I picked him up for like $600 fab dollars, $700 fab dollars in one league, and, and I got him in every league. Um, and it's, that's such a weird situation. This is just the, the football issue. So he has 17 carries for like 41 yards, not very good. But the Eagles' run defense is really stout. Like they're just, it wasn't really him. They're just hitting him when he touched the ball. So it wasn't really on him. And then he gets hurt. He hurts his shoulder. But then, of course, Sermon looks like he got concussed and fumbled, by the way. Yep. First and only carry. And then Hasty got hurt, hurt his ankle. Um, and Mostert's out for the year. And then Trenton Cannon was getting a carry. He's supposed to just there for special teams. So right. I kind of feel like Elijah Mitchell, we'll see. I mean, his shoulder, he's out eight weeks because of his shoulder. Who knows, right? We could see that. Or he did come back in the game. Or no, it's just a stinger. He's okay. But I, the range of outcomes here is he's out for the year. Or he's fine and he's the starter and gets 20 carries next week and blows up. Or he's fine and he's the starter, but we just have no idea who's getting the most carries week to week. Um, right. It just That was a really bad timing for him to get his job. I mean, I guess he did it week one. He did well. But, you know, against the, the I felt like the Eagles just stuffed them. I mean, they were just in the backfield. It wasn't like he, you know, I just felt like he had nowhere to go. So, um that was that's just a weird weird situation with all the injuries and he's hurt too so we you know we don't really know yeah i mean are you holding on to trey sermon you have yeah. him in a lot of places right a couple a couple places yeah i'm holding on to him i mean unless i had there'd have to be a great alternative for me to drop him. i mean there's no one established there so it's wide open but sermon now is concussed and in the doghouse he's already in the doghouse then he fumbled so um, yeah 
Although C also concussed. I mean, I mean, you know, that that was one of those where, like, yeah, he, he fumbled because he got concussed. Well, maybe he was just faking the concussion. Here's the thing: a real <laughs> running back holds the ball even when he loses consciousness. So even if you 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 don't fumble, even if you're running, you get speared in the head, you lose consciousness. You still hold. You still remember to hold on the ball. Now, how do you remember if you're not conscious? How do you remind yourself to remember? If you're not even conscious at the time that you're trying to do it, well, that's just part of the training. That's that's part of being a professional. So, uh, you, you I, I don't, I don't think the coaches are like, ah, oh, he was unconscious. You know, they're like fumbled. You know. Yeah, they probably are. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. They they finally go home. Uh, they they were on the road the first two weeks of the season. There, uh, they didn't even come home between games. They trained out in West Virginia. Uh, Seem that they did the same thing last year when they had the double New York road game thing and seemed to work for them. Aside from the bazillion injuries they suffered at, you know, at, in, in New Jersey and the games themselves. But uh, yeah, they have a ton of injuries again this year, but they still came through. That was a weird game. I mean, Jalen Hurts had like a pretty good fantasy day, but real life day, not so great. He also threw a touchdown and was called back. I can't remember yep. what. I think it was a bomb to Rieger. And then there were just, it was just a terrible game. It was terrible. And I had, you know, interest in the Niners backfield and I had interest in, in Jalen hurts and, and Miles Sanders. And it was just a terrible game. I, I don't know. I, it was really a disappointing game. the whole early slate. I felt like I couldn't get onto a game that I actually wanted to watch. It was just like anywhere I went, there was a commercial or there's bogged down with like a penalty. And I just felt like I just couldn't get into a groove. Now the, the afternoon games are actually pretty good, but the, the early games yeah. were terrible. Early games were terrible. Uh, Joe Pro three interceptions in a row against the Bears. It was ugly. Then they they, oh, then they came back and th- threw a couple. You know, he he did some cool things. He had that touchdown to Chase uh, after the interception uh, that they got off of Fields. They had the the, t- the the touchdown to get it to within three, but then they just couldn't get the ball back one more time. He drew that penalty on the sidelines. You know, oh, that was he, super cheap. Hold on, I, I screwed up. Yeah, the yeah. So. Uh, yeah, a lot of things that uh, worked out pretty, you know, were dude, not that was great the most, in the game. That was the worst. I mean, dude, he he went to the sideline and he kind of hesitated before going out of bounds. Drew a hit. It was like a, yep. it's like James Harden shooting a three pointer and exactly high, and then like flopped and got the call. And I was like, wow, that is some Weasley shit that you just did. That's Peyton Manning esque when Peyton would snap the ball when the twelfth guy was running off the, you know, he had one foot yeah, yeah, yeah. on the field. Oh, he's like, great. Oh, yeah. Peyton's such a genius. Oh, that's so brilliant. It's like, no, that's cheap, dude. You're a cheap weasel. But your guy is your guy sold it. He got it done. Still, he still lost. And then stupid Justin Fields throwing a senseless pick up 20 to 3 or whatever it was. And it's then, 20 to 10 at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And you got the cover in hand and you just blow the cover. And now it's a push. You know? Jesus Christ. Speaking man, of come, speaking of quarterbacks blowing covers, how about Matt Ryan yesterday? They get to oh, within love. three and, and then love that. Oh. They're, they're actually at a threat of winning the game. And I think they got the ball and they were down three. Yep. Um, and then Tampa scored. They had that nice touchdown to Godwin. Pick six. Pick six. Yep. And then they take them out after that. Come on. Oh, my God. You know, and the funny thing is, you know, Tampa probably was the right side all along. I mean, Atlanta just had that one weird run where they just in the middle of the game, you're like, where did this come from? But, uh, you know, the, the, they were clearly an inferior side, but. Still, it was just that that was the way I got destroyed in staff picks this week again, too. Yeah, I was like seven, seven, and one, but it was it was just annoying. I mean, I'm I'm going with my East Coast offense article from last week, which is just that 
it's it's Godwin's fumble uh, instead of Godwin's <laughs> law. That basically, if you start talking about luck, the conversation in my head is over. Like I just, I'm just, I always think I'm unlucky, and I'm just stopping that that mm-hmm. direct that train of thought because it is what it is. When you zoom out over the longest, it's kind of like pitcher wins, right? Pitcher wins are luck, but if you win 300 games in your career you're obviously really good there. It's really like yeah. 300 wins is there's nobody who wins 300 games. who's not really good. So it's like in the short term, those things are luck, but over the longer, if you, if you zoom out, like it's not luck. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm not going to dwell on the, on the small stuff. If, if, if I, if they lose, they lose. And um, there was some super annoying stuff like that, but I just like, you know what? It was right. a bad pick by me. I made a bad, I made a bad pick because they didn't get to the point where that fumble wouldn't have cost them, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I did like the, um, I got some good covers with the, 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 uh, uh, the Colts coming back against the Rams. Um, that was good. Although Wentz, he got hurt, but even before that it was a, they, they got Taylor gets stuffed three times inside the five. They're just running into the teeth. No, you know, no variety gets stuffed. And then on fourth down, Wentz takes it in the shotgun and he's immediately under pressure. And he gets sacked on fourth down. It's like, dude, just chuck it. Just, yep. you gotta just hurl it in the direction of the end zone randomly on fourth down. You cannot, you can't let it not come out, that ball. And it was just, you know, Wentz, it was just a bunch of boneheaded things by him. Uh, but it was a, that was another, was another tough, kind of a tough watch. For sure. I uh, want to talk about a couple more tough watches and things I got wrong. But first, a note from our friends at WinBet. If there's one thing we appreciate here at RotoWire, it's making good decisions. Not making a good decision, making the Steelers your best bet. Even more so, making the right decision. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's Fantasy Podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcasts. Okay, so the, if you get, the game I'm going to do as soon as we're done with the uh, X, Sirius XM show, I start doing my rewatches. Uh, and uh, actually, so I usually start the night before. Actually, but uh, as soon as this, uh, the, the for game I'm going to rewatch first is Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh Oakland Raiders, Pittsburgh Las Vegas, and figure out what the heck I got wrong on this one here because man. This was never the right side. I was never on the right side. The Raiders were the better side the entire game. What did I get wrong on this one? Well, a couple things. One is um, the Steelers were missing some key defensive guys. Um, and I think TJ Watt got hurt at some point in the game too. But like he they did. Were missing a, so they're already missing a couple of guys. I can't remember who was. Oh, Joe Hayden. Joe and, Hayden was and, one. And then, and then uh, Devin and another, Bush. And Devin Bush. So like their best linebacker. Well, they're non, not TJ. Well, the non-TJ Watt linebacker. And then, you know, I don't know if Aiden's their best cover corner, but he's, you know, their clear starter there. Right. And you got Aiden and, and Bush and then Watt gets hurt. So all of a sudden the defense is decimated. I mean, that's three key starters, especially Watt. And then, um, 
you know, their offense was terrible against Buffalo. They got a block punt for a touchdown in that game. They didn't really do very much. And the Raiders were missing some offensive linemen, but that was probably counteracted by the Steelers defense being so decimated. And the Raiders, you know, the Ravens beat the Chiefs. So like the Raiders beat the Ravens. And I, I don't think the Raiders are that weak. And Carr um, played really well, uh, you know, against the Ravens. And he played well against the Steelers. And uh, the Raiders defense um, got a little more heat. Um, and the Steelers cannot run block. I mean, Najee Harris got a touchdown catch. He made a nice move down the sideline and dove into the end zone. But, you know, there's no, there's no room for him to run. So they're, they're not establishing right. a running game. Ben doesn't really have the arm to beat you deep. Um, you know, unless the Steelers defense is dominant, this is not a really good team. So um, I think you, you didn't know at the time that they'd be missing those defensive starters. But, um, yeah, the, you know, the Steelers, remember, they were six-point dogs in Buffalo the first week. Right. So they're – and they didn't make the playoffs last year. They were not a good team. So I think they need to prove that they're good, I guess, you know, before – start laying wood with them i thought them going into buffalo and defensively at least dominating the bills you know maybe not and maybe it's the offense is the, is the real issue here i don't that's what i get at there i mean yeah I, the raider i mean Carr had another big day no running game what to speak of, to speak of and they still move the ball uh yeah i i don't know uh and the, yeah the steelers did make the playoffs uh didn't they i think no, they started 11 and 0 Oh, they did. You're right. They played. Yeah, right. They did make the playoffs, but by playoff time, they were decidedly not. Yeah, they, they lost to Cleveland in the first yeah, round of the playoffs. Of course, that was the interception the fest. Yeah, but they were like they were 11 and 0, and they were like one and four. Yeah. And if at the time that the playoffs started, um, they were not one of the top 12 teams in football. You know, they're, they're no, yeah, they, but they definitely, yeah, they lost. They, they had a home game even, and the Browns did. just took it's it Cleveland. to them. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's right. Um. Yeah, it just I got that one way wrong. Uh, my second best bet was the Chargers. I, you know, again, I bought too much in a week one. I really do. And, you know, and these teams they, in their DNA. Now, the Chargers Cowboys game was really weird. The refs really came to play in that one. There, they threw flag after flag. That called back touchdown. No, Jared the Jared Cook t- called back touchdown. You, they, they they never showed the illegal shift. They couldn't find it. You know, they, yeah. they didn't show a replay of it. It was just, they are so focused on the taunting and talking about the taunting because that's another thing. Come on, NFL. No one cares about this, but, you know, they have to make that a point of emphasis. No, but they, they spent so much time on that and not the actual penalty that called back the touchdown in the first place. It was ridiculous. And, you know, you know, Staley was like, I, I, I couldn't even get them to tell me about it. You know, couldn't even tell me where the shift was. They never showed it. That was a huge call. You know, the toning, who cares? That's marked off on the kickoff. That doesn't negate the touchdown. It's the shift that did. An illegal shift's like one of those stupid rules anyhow. Yeah, that was annoying. I had the Chargers too. They would have been up uh, 21-17. And then instead of tying it, and Dallas comes and kicks the winning field goal, right? They would have been up. Dallas couldn't have even gotten a field goal on the last drive. And how about the genius of Mike McCarthy settling for a 56-yard field goal? Holy crap. I've got Greg the leg. We're fine. 56 i mean he nailed it which was annoying but still yeah that was crazy but yeah it should never have come to that it should they should have needed a touchdown and 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 that was a bad call yeah but again those are things luck jeff we never should have been in a position where a bad call could cost us that cover yeah well the, the chargering was they were they were chargering herbert again. threw a bad pick the prior yep. drive like what are you doing dude you, 
And I love Herbert, and I think he's going to be great. And I just you can't make any throw. There's one that was called back that was just absolutely zipped. Uh, yep. But, you know, it's just not clicking yet. It's just not quite there. You know, it's a really narrow tree. It's Eckler, Mike Williams, and Keenan Allen. That's basically the whole thing. Um, but it's just the not other... clicking yet. There's not, they're, yeah. not, they're not – I mean, this is Dallas at home. You should, you should you know, be putting up 35 against Dallas. Well, Belaga got hurt, and, you know, Dallas's pass rush was actually getting to Herbert. Uh, no on the other side – He's out yeah. for half a season. I know. Uh, Parsons was pretty sweet for uh, the Cowboys. He he played really good in that game. Uh, the other uh, takeaway, too, is it was Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard was better than Zeke in this game. You know, even though Zeke got more snaps and he had his moments, he still was okay. But Tony Pollard looks like the real deal. Yeah, he looked good. And I've seen him look good at times. I just, you know. Amazing. This wasn't him coming in at when everybody's soft and beaten down. No. This was early. But it was, he got 13 carries. I mean, I like, let's say Zeke were out for a week and he had to get 23 carries or something like that. Um, it's a different role, but I think this is a little more threatening to Zeke than like he had that Zeke had that kind of crappy uh, first uh, Zeke had that like crappy first game, but he got a t all the, all the snap share and you're like, ah, don't worry about Zeke. He'll be fine. That was the bucks. But this is a little more, more worrisome where, um, where yep. Pollard and him were sharing snaps and it's McCarthy's not loyal to the old regime, you know, that drafted Zeke and he's just going to be like, yeah, I mean, I guess it's Jerry Jones who drafted Zeke. So it's kind of signed him. So it's still there, but you know, yeah. McCarthy's just like, we're going to mix and match the way we see fit. And so you could see Pollard and Zeke kind of being more like 60, 40 Zeke instead of 75, 25. And that makes Zeke a lot less valuable. Um, but I do think let's not over, get too excited about Pollard on 13 carries and a few catches. I think that um, a lot of that's circumstantial. A lot of it's just, you know, early season, light workload. Let's see what happens as they go on. You know, Zeke can do it 250 carries in. Let's see where Pollard is, you know, in a few weeks. Maybe, but I, I think we're at least, I, I, he's more than just a basic backup. He's no Alexander Madison. Let's put it that way. Right. He's becoming uh, more like Kareem Hunt a little bit. And that's the danger for Zeke, right? Is that yeah. if there's an actual, 60 40 share now you've got um now, now you're going to lose some workload yeah the worries that we had for derrick henry maybe we should have spent more time worrying about zeke instead well zeke does have a lot of career carries more than henry yeah but he does and we just has 800 carries in the last two years but um you know it's one thing it's it's you it's a little dangerous to get crystal ball-y about injuries even with workload history or whatever it's one thing if the guy's hurt you know coming into the year or something like that uh, but it's another thing just saying, oh, well, he's due for an injury. He's had a big workload. Man, Henry was really, I, I'm watching the guy play and I'm like, especially with the catches too. I'm like, oh man, it's just right. so easy. It's so easy. And again, it's just, it was an obvious pick and, you know, just be a simpleton sometimes and just take the obvious guy. Yeah. And I just, I didn't, didn't anywhere. Um, so, so it goes. I uh, should have taken him over uh, Jonathan Taylor. I, I'll say that. I regret that. I had my my chances a couple of times, and I would that's... don't get I would, don't let people sour you on Taylor though. He, he had a bunch of carries inside the five. The first game he had like seven catches for a bunch of yards. That was the Rams defense. You know you have Derrick Henry running against Seattle, and then you have, um, you know uh, Taylor running against the toughest defense. And the problem for Taylor is that uh, Carson Wentz got two sprained ankles now both things. Yeah. And that offense is going to suck. But I think, you know, remember they get Jacksonville twice. They get Houston twice. They get Tennessee twice. 
don't, I wouldn't get, uh, yeah, don't get all, don't get sour on Taylor just because Henry looks amazing. I, I don't, I don't think those two things are related. I'm more a little, and the, the snap share wasn't great for him though. It was like 30 to 25 P versus Hines. Yeah. Hines got one, one carry and two catches and, and Mac was in there for a little bit, but um, yeah, Mac had like 12, ca- 12 snaps also. That was the thing yeah. that was kind of annoying. But remember last year, right? It was like that. It was Wilkins. Even when Mac was out, right? Wilkins was getting in there and Hines was in there a lot. Mm-hmm. And the second half Taylor was like the number two or number one running back or number three is like, you know, because he's really good. And that shows over time, you know, we, we got to be careful about these small samples. I think Derek Henry um, was just like, knock me over the head because it's not a small sample. It's been three, four years with Derrick Henry and there's no, he has no worse for the wear. And you can see that he's no worse for the wear. He looks better for the wear. He's even catching passes. So that was eye opening. but I wouldn't worry about a small sample with Taylor and be like, because after the first game, you're like, wow, he, he got like seven catches and he's in there on third downs. They designed a throw to him on third downs. Don't get soured after one week. All right. All right. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I will see if it happens for a few weeks, then you got to, you might get worried, but I'm not too worried. Going to talk about the uh, Sunday night game uh, between the Chiefs and the Ravens. But before that, quick note from our friends at Yahoo. The new NFL season is finally here, and Yahoo is excited to kick off daily fantasy football. There will be a ton of big prize contests throughout the season on Yahoo, including their multi-entry contest, multi-entry contest now being shark-free. To celebrate the opening of Yahoo Daily Fantasy Football and becoming shark-free, Yahoo is giving all users the opportunity to claim free $10 in contest entry credit. Users can take advantage of this free $10 contest entry credit offer to join one of Yahoo's biggest contests, including the $1 million Baller Contest. The $1 million Baller Contest features $1 million in total prizes, including first place receiving $100,000 and an entry to the first ever Yahoo Fantasy Football Championship live finals event, which will occur at MGM National Harbor in Maryland this December. Play Daily Fantasy Football on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash dailyfantasy slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer to get started. I'm Jeff. He's Chris. We are talking about the Week 2 slate and our reactions to it. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the Sunday night game. Uh, Lamar Jackson started rough through a pick six on the third play of the game. You're like, uh-oh, what's going on here? They they, they got it together. They're, they were running incredibly effectively all game long. Uh, Murray got his. Jackson obviously had a massive fantasy day. Now, you know, you look t- the takeaway from this on the Chiefs side of things, Tyree Kill was getting double teamed every snap. They were just not going to let Tyree Kill beat them. I-, I thought that was interesting. I don't know if every team can emulate that, but I didn't like seeing it when the leagues where I have Tyree Kill. Yeah, you don't like seeing it, but there'll be countermeasures and they'll motion him or do something. You know, I, I don't think they're going to let teams just take away Tyreek Hill all year and just be passively not using him. Um, or they'll punish them so much with Kelsey and other guys that, um, that the team will have to mix it up a little bit. So I wouldn't right. be too worried about that. Obviously Tyreek Hill has been in the league a while and they figured it out before. Uh, I thought the biggest takeaway from this game was that CEH, I mean, fumbled away the game at the end, but even before yeah. that was a terrible second, third round pick. Um, he, is not in on third downs. It's Darrell Williams every time. Again. Um, and, and yeah, like last year. And um, CH is okay, but his real skill is catching passes. So if he's not there on third down, and Mahomes so rarely looks to him. I saw him look at him wide open in the flat and then look away and throw to Kelsey over the middle. Just like, eh, you're there, but I could probably find a better play. Mahomes does not check down. He does not need to throw to him. 
CEH is not an important part of the offense. You could replace CEH with virtually a guy off the street and the Chiefs would barely notice. Um, you're going to keep him because he's on the Chiefs. He's still the starter for now. After the, you know, We'll see after the fumble, but um, that is looking... I only have him in one league, thankfully, but it's looking like a bad pick. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, looking like a bad pick by the Chiefs. Bad pick for us in fantasy. Yep. Miko Hardman, too, by the way. You, you barely can barely notice him on the field there. Byron P- Pringle and uh, you know Demarcus Robinson made bigger plays yesterday. Yeah, uh, Hardman was being used, and he looked a little more smooth in a couple of catches, but um, I think that was mostly just because um, yeah. Hill was being doubled, so they had to you know mix it up. But uh, yeah, the, the Ravens. I think Lamar Jackson is really underrated as a as a real. I know he won MVP, but I think people see that as a fluke. But I actually think he's kind of like Steph Curry in the sense that like Curry, I mean, everyone knows Curry's great, but like he's like Steph Curry in the sense that Curry, you got to guard him at half court. So then like there's so much room for everybody else to operate. Yeah. And I feel like Lamar Jackson's running not only makes every running back next to him, Jim Brown, you know, five yards of carry, but also mm-hmm. um, makes, uh, you know, the safeties and, and the DBs have to, you know, stop the run. And then all of a sudden Marquise Brown's just kind of sitting there by himself. 20 yards behind the defense and he just chucks it uh, for an easy touchdown. So I think that guy is, he's just an average thrower, but that's enough. You know, it's enough to be an average thrower with that kind of running ability. And they're very tough to stop. Yeah, they are. They are. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. You know, when he gets, uh, when he, when he gets like bait, you know, when he gets Rashad Bateman in there, um, I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of this team put together here too. I think it's going to be going to be fun when he has everybody at his disposal. Yeah, no, he's, it'll, it'll be interesting. Um, the other crazy thing is everyone's like, oh, so gutsy of John Harbaugh to go for it on fourth and one. Dude, I mean, you got Lamar Jackson to get one yard, and if you punt, it's Patrick Mahomes with more than a minute left to get three points to beat you. With Harrison right. Butker who can kick a 60-yard field goal it's not courageous to go on fourth and one. It's, it's the obvious even, choice. It's not, it's not even obvious. It's not even some, it's not even a choice. It's, right. it's just, punting on fourth and one in that situation would be the same as punting on third and one on that situation. There is no difference. It's not even something you even consider doing just because you could punt on third and one. If you wanted to, you could have punted on third and one. You would not do it. You would not do it on fourth and one. The idea that this is like, I mean, how stupid would, I mean, how could you even consider it? Of course they, of course they won the game. Because we've seen so many coaches only, consider that's it. The only reason. That's the only reason. Anthony it's, Lind is calling on line three here. Okay. Uh, remember that went, uh, the overtime game against the Chiefs last year? Yeah. I, it, it, he had the same choice essentially. Yeah. yeah. And but said, "Oh, I'm going to punt to the Chiefs." Yeah. yeah. Only because of that level of stupidity is this even? Are people even talking about it? But yeah. also, he didn't have Lamar Jamar. I love Justin Herbert, but if you want one yard. Yeah, Lamar of course. Jackson's your guy. You know, I mean, it's of just course, so easy. Yeah. of course. I'll, I'll, I'll grant you that. But point being is, your defense is dying out there. The Chiefs have been oh, moving the ball up and down the field. It's yeah. not a choice. You have it's to do not it. A choice. Yeah, yeah. Not a choice. you see some bad decisions. I remember, like, okay, Tampa Bay, Atlanta. This is early. You know, in the, in the early the the first quarter of three of the four afternoon games, teams had choices on fourth and one. And just punted away like it was nobody. It wasn't even a discussion. Now, like I think Tennessee did it once. Seattle did it once. Atlanta had the worst one. They got to the Bucks forty-eight. They're already down seven nothing. You know they're not stopping the Bucks all day. 
Yeah. They not only do they they do this stupid thing where they bring out the punt team, but then they line up like they're trying to snap the trom drum off sides. It's like, come on, guys, you're not fooling anybody here. Just go for it. Just call a play. Just yeah. stop. Just stop with that tomfoolery. And I think they burned a timeout too when they they knew they weren't going to do that. That's even the worst. That's like the ultimate. Just take the penalty at that point. Take the five yards, right? You know, so if you're gonna punt, punt. You know, just be a yeah. nutless monkey and punt. Don't be such a don't be a nutless monkey about being a nutless monkey. Be yeah. a real man about being a nutless monkey. <laughs> right. Just be like, right. hey, I'm a real man. I'm punting. I'm a nutless monkey. I'm really owning my nutless monkeyhood. You know. But he's an. If, if you don't want to be a nutless monkey squared, right? That's it's stupid. Yeah. Yeah, that was dumb. You know, I watched Kyle Pitts make a couple catches. I'm like, every time that guy gets the ball, I'm like, oh, he's bigger and faster than everybody. I'm like, yeah. how are you not giving that guy the ball? I would hand the ball off to that guy. I'd be like, just give that guy the ball. When he catches it, it's like he's bursting over the middle. And I'm like, holy crap. That guy's way too big to be moving that fast. Yeah, and he I can just, play. I don't know what the, you know, just come on. Just get it done. You know, I don't know what to, I don't know what to say. Just get, get in the ball. Force feed that guy. Yeah. Mike Evans got his. Everybody can get off the ledge about him now. Uh, you know, he should have been got, on the ledge in the first place. Agreed. But, you know, there is week one overreactions. I am on the ledge about Rojo. I was wrong about him. That's another going. I, I was wrong tour 2021. Uh, you, know, I, you know, I thought he'd have a big game against Atlanta. He didn't. He didn't do a whole lot early. He, he messed up late, missed a blitz pickup where Brady got sacked, and he just completely whiffed on it. You know, like, he's never going to see the, see the field in a passing down again. Yeah. Uh, but all of Fournette looked terrible, too. Fournette needed to get a first down, and he ran the ball. And it was like such a huge lane for him to go through. And he just ran right into the back of his own guy and fell down. It was like Trent Richardson-esque. Yeah. You know, find, find the pile of people and crash into it instead of just go around it. Um, so I, neither of those backs have really looked good. Uh, and Gio didn't even play barely. Was he hurt? I don't know what happened to Gio. Um, so it's all brave. I don't know if Gio has a whole lot left in the tank. He might, he's, he's, been, he's up there in age. And, you know, by the way, Gronk has six touchdowns in his last three games. Two touchdowns a game. Every game, he just gets two touchdowns. On pace for 34 touchdowns. Yeah, that's right. And he just does two a game. And the thing is, you know, Brady, it's all Brady. He's just throwing the ball every play. So eventually they're going to need to run it, you know, when it gets cold out and and there's wind and stuff. But with those receivers, you know, there wasn't a lot of Antonio Brown. Um, He Brady tried to get him on a couple throws and he threw it a little short and got broken up by the DB. But yeah, um, look, but look, it, look, it's going to be a different guy every week. I'm not yeah. on the ledge about AB. No, no you know, it's just it is what it is. You know, it's it was his turn not to get a whole lot, and that happens with a lot of receivers. Yesterday, I, Tyreek Hill didn't do much. I DK Metcalf, he didn't do much. AJ Brown, AJ Brown didn't do much. But those guys are going to be all right. I think. I hope. I'd be stunned if they're not, though. I mean, that's the thing. DJ Chark did nothing. I'm a little bit more worried about DJ Chark to be honest with you, because Trevor Lawrence looked terrible. Yeah, I, that's another surprise to me. I thought he would be good out of the gate. You know, I mean, the best quarterbacks, you know, Deshaun Watson comes in the league, was good right away. Russell Wilson comes in the league, was good right away. Um, Patrick Mahomes, good right away. Um, Andrew Luck, good right away. Robert mm-hmm. Griffin, good right away until he wasn't. Um, most of these guys are just good. Like, they they can play. You know, Kyler Murray was at least serviceable. I mean, he wasn't a great real-life quarterback, but to make him plays. Um, Trevor Lawrence is not. And you say, well, you're comparing him to like, you know, a pretty high level of QB. It's like, yeah, yeah he's the generational one overall pick. Yes. You know, he should be good right away. Like he should be. Now, maybe Jacksonville's so dysfunctional that 
I was talking to this about, uh, I was talking about this with Dalton on the, on the real man wood pod last week, but like people are like, Oh, urban Meyer sucks. That's why this team is going to be a joke, but it's like urban Meyer, Meyer won national championships. He had success in many different places. And it's like, that's got to take some kind of skill. You can't be like completely yeah. idiotic or unable to manage people. I know it's not the same thing, college and pro, but it would surprise me if like a multinational championship winning coach in college, it wouldn't surprise me if he's not a good coach. It would just not, it would shock me if he was like a Freddie kitchens, bad coach where like right, the team right. has no structure or function at all. It's like, you know, it, it's kind of like if, you know, I don't know, if you're like the best, you know, if Mike Trout sucked at your softball league, you'd be like, well, he might not be a softball player per se, but like I expect him to be good at this game. You know, if you were just striking out in like high arc, like every time you're like, wait a second, you know, so. Yeah, I but I think it, the, the thing is it's different there is it's like he's going up a level and his stuff doesn't work with the grown, with grown men. I mean, I always, you know, Steve Spurrier was horrible in the pros. Lou Holtz was horrible in the pros. You know, they're great all-time college coaches, and they struggle. Nick Saban struggled as a professional coach. But it wasn't embarrassing. It wasn't like you could take a number and overall generational Spurrier was embarrassing. Maybe he was embarrassing. But you would think that you could, you know, be just like a normal bad coach. Like, I think Joe Judge of the Giants, he could be okay. I don't think he's splitting the atom. You know, I think your guy, Zach Taylor, is probably not a great coach. We'll see. But it doesn't strike me as a very good coach. But – that's fine. That's normal. Burrow had, you know, is doing fine, you know, for where he should be um, out of the gate. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, is it that Lawrence is just all hype and isn't really that good? Or is the system just so bad? Now, Denver's defense might be really good, by the way. They, they totally yeah, that, the that has something to do with it, too. And the Giants look good against the uh, football team. I mean, their yeah. offense looked good. So, you know, maybe it's that defense is tough, but they were in Houston. I mean, Trevor Lawrence put up some numbers in Houston, but he didn't look good against them either. So um, that surprised me. I thought he'd be ready. I thought he'd be like, we'd be like, wow, this guy's really good right away. Well, perhaps the personnel on that team is so bad around him too. You know, the blocking and, you know, all the other stuff. Maybe that's part of the issue. I mean, he's clearly at fault for some of this. It has to be. Uh, But, uh, you know, there's been a lot of missteps by Meyer though too. Whether it was the way he handled like the – the, the, the domestic bu- abuser on his staff at Ohio state and and, and how he kind of snuck slid out the door there or, or the way he hired the disgraced strength coach from Iowa to be his Jacksonville strength coach. And then he had to let him go. You know, you, you heard, heard the reports about uh, you know, some of the, some of the talk about in camp, how his stuff wasn't clicking with the veterans. Now these are veterans that were losers too. I mean, granted, so maybe they're, they're, you know, you got to take that with the appropriate grain of salt. But there's enough little bits and pieces of evidence to make us think that, hey, maybe he's not good at this professional coaching thing. Or maybe, maybe he just needs to get his people. I don't but know. You also don't have to be good. You just have to be not all-time Freddie Kitchen's bad. Right, is, is right, 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 it's right. Like, no one's saying you have to be John Harbaugh or Bill Belichick. You just have to be like Joe Judge. Like Joe Judge is not, in my opinion, a great coach, but like the team's not failing because he's such a terrible coach. You know, it's like, Mm-hmm. They've got to just block better. And when they do, they play okay. You know, it's, it's just, that's it, most coaches are in the vast middle where, you know, the players aren't really succeeding or failing. You know, it's mostly because the players are good or not so good. Yeah, that's right. Um, before we move on quickly, uh, Julia asked about Matt Ryan. Uh, I just didn't have that many expectations for Ryan to begin with. Um, I just don't think he's, I don't think he was regressing last season. And this is just a continuation of that path. Uh, 
he's going to have his moments. He's got Ridley and Pitts. So there's going to be some good moments here and there. But I also think the Bucks' pass rush has a lot to do with this, too. The, the second pick six was all about him getting just, just buried in the pass rush. I thought he looked good. Uh, he was keeping them in the game. He uh, was making tough throws under duress. He's making good decisions. Yeah, those pick sixes, I mean, it's desperation time, and he's just, you know, trying to get something done, and they're tipped passes. It, it happens. But um, I thought he looked okay. I thought Matt Ryan really bounced back after looking terrible against Philly. So I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with him. I don't think, you know, he's obviously not mobile. He's 36. He's not in his prime. But I think he's perfectly serviceable um, for fantasy and to support the receivers that he has. Yeah, for for one year, and they have nothing behind him. That's the right. other thing. They don't they don't have like an up and coming rookie. They don't have anybody, so he's going to get tons of attempts all year. I think that 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 part is true. Uh, before we move on, a quick note from our friends at Vivid Seats. Preseason football is wrapped up, and we're ready for the regular season to kick off. Live events are making a comeback, and there's no better place to be than Vivid Seats to get back into the action. So grab your NFL tickets and cheer on your favorite team from the stands. Man, that feels great to say. Even better, they just launched a new and improved rewards program with free tickets for every fan. Earn rewards, ticket upgrades, and perks just for shopping. If you're looking for tickets to the game, your favorite artist, or that new show everyone is talking about, Vivid Seats has it all. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks to Vivid Seats. Thanks to our Blue Wire sponsors uh, for the Blue Wire network that we are on for our podcast network. A uh, couple other games I want to break down here a little bit uh, with you before we go. Let's let's talk a little bit about the Thursday night game. You know, we always have our last show on Thursday, and then we never really talk about the Thursday night game. But it's your Giants. We got to talk about that. Danny Boy looked good. He did, and and the line was it, then it couldn't run block. Uh, but uh, I you know I watched the rewind, but uh, I, so I didn't see all the replays. But I think it was Kevin Payne or somebody told me that uh, that Washington was just selling out to stop Barkley. And so Dimes, every time he took the ball himself, had a huge running lane. He should have had that yep. long touchdown, but for a hold. 
He should have had another touchdown that Slayton dropped. I mean, it was he should have thrown a little shorter because he had to reach out for it, but he still should have caught it. Yeah, um, but he looked good. Huge play in the game, by the way, too. Yeah. And he should have caught it. Obviously, that stupid offsides on the field goal was ridiculous. I mean, it was so dumb. Uh, they should have won that game. But uh, but it was actually encouraging. The first game was really discouraging because they lost in the same way they lost every game last year, which is getting dominated up front and not uh, keeping their defense on the field, which eventually breaks. Uh, but this game, uh, they actually looked good up front. They couldn't run block, but they were, receivers were open. They were making plays. Danny Downs was throwing the ball. He was mobile. He looked like a good fantasy quarterback. And you see that this guy can do it. He's got, he can make the throws. He's mobile. Um, and they got rid of the ball a little more quickly. So um, I thought it was actually, despite the horrendous way in which they lost, uh, a much more tolerable game. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I Tyler Henneke on the same on that same game looked good. He got uh, not super mobile, but you know, mobile enough, and he got McLaurin going. That is that is something that I like seeing there a little bit there. <laughs> Scott Fishbowl, I ha- I have four quarters. I picked up Henneke. It's a super flex league. So, you know, it's kind of aggressive and picking up Henneke. And then I didn't use him, Chris. Um, Would you, you start over him? Trevor Lawrence. I, right. And I oh, think, of course, I, yeah. And, and I think I used Roethlisberger um, because against the Ra- Raiders, yeah. one of that. Lawrence was horrible. And we get negative points or incompletions in that league. So Trevor Lawrence's game was negative, was a negative point game. It was like yeah. you know, 14 for 33. I mean, it was just, he was awful. Just awful. Yeah, um, that was a terrible game. Uh, it, it is what it is. Uh, one other note that uh, I realized is, is the Texans. Even So we didn't talk about this Browns-Texans game. Well, we'll do that in a sec. I want to finish one one other thing about uh, D- uh, Giants and uh, Washington. Uh, dimes or Heineke the rest of the year? Um, I would take Dimes probably, but it's close. Heineke didn't look that mobile in that game. Yeah. Um, I think Washington will be running. I don't know. It's, it's close. I'll say Dimes. All right. All right, very good. All right, we haven't talked uh, Cleveland yet. We haven't talked uh, Pat's Jets. Uh, let's or Bill's Dolphins, for that matter, too. Let's Bill's talk. Dolphins. You said you Forget wanted to talk Bill's Cleveland. Dolphins. That's that's a stupid game because Tua got hurt and it was a joke. But uh, but let's talk um, Houston uh, Cleveland. You know, there was a point where Houston was up fourteen seven. Yeah, and Mayfield made a tackle after a pick, and he was like grabbing his arm on the sideline. You're like, uh oh. And I'm like, survivor alert. You know, because I have the power. I was like, whoa, this is now it's getting interesting. Um, yeah. Of course, Baker comes back, and then Tyrod Taylor gets hurt. So not only was he not hurt, the other team's quarterback got hurt, and Tyrod Taylor has actually been a difference maker this year. So, um, so you know, they lost 31-21, and, and I had the Browns to cover, which I didn't even get that either, so I got the worst. I got middled. But I will say that, uh, that the Texans, even when they were down, you know, they were driving and playing, and they are not giving up. The Texans are, for at least for now, like they're taking the season seriously. And, yep. it, you know, sometimes you see a team like that. And you're like, oh, what a what a laughing stock of a team. They think this is a fight. Yeah. yeah. But they're like, yeah, they're actually trying. And, you know, I was professionals. They should be trying. But it's kind of like, oh, yeah, the, the Texans are bad, but they're not just going to roll over. So I don't know. I just noted that. Yeah, I, I agree. Now, Tyrod Taylor getting hurt was a big play in that game, you know, because Davis, you know, you know Taylor, Taylor was actually moving the ball. Uh, they were actually playing a lot better with him, and they play on Thursday against Carolina. So Davis Mills will probably see him, is my guess. Just you know, if he was declared out that quickly with a hammy, it's usually four days. Usually, isn't going to be enough. Yeah, and a hamstring could be you know four months. I mean, we don't know. So, and then the question is for the superflex leagues too. Like, 
what about Deshaun Watson? Right? I mean, he's sitting yeah. there. And, and it's one thing if you're like, well, we signed Tyrod Taylor because we thought this guy might be suspended. Now we have Tyrod Taylor. This guy went out and did all this stuff. And again, like the allegations haven't been put into like a public evidentiary hearing yet. And they may never see the light of day. We'll see. Except for like, you know, on Twitter or whatever. And so they might be like, all right, well, now the guy that we brought in because of what this guy did um, is gone. And yeah. the other guy might not be, you know, doesn't really look like he's ready for a serious NFL. I don't know. You know, and so the Superflex leagues, like I wish I had picked up Watson. I've kept thinking about it. Like I just kind of sitting there. I guess Taylor's playing well. There's no real reason. But now, I don't know. I, I would say there's like a 20% chance they just say, okay, we're going to play him. Because like, what's the NFL going to come out with a suspension right this second if they do that? I mean, what, what you know, what are they going to do? Yeah, it's a good question. Good question. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, I don't. I, I think they're not. I mean, he's not even practicing. I mean, he. he I don't think he's up to speed right now. And it's I a mean, new coach. The coach has, you know, David Coley has no connection to him whatsoever. So it's one of the top five players in the NFL. Oh, I understand. <laughs> I understand. Like, I mean, I don't. Again, this will be a test of how serious the Texans are. Right? I said the Texans were serious. They're not just mailing it in. They're trying. Um, this will be a test because. Um, if they're actually, you know, Davis Mills, they're not going to win. That's just not, you know, it's going to be a miracle for them to win a game. Yeah. But if it's Watson, you know, this a borderline playoff team all of a sudden with, with Watson. So um, that's, that's a big difference. Although meanwhile, they're facing game. a Carolina team that's two and zero and just stomped the saints. Carolina might be good because if their defense is good, first of all, Sam Darnold um, has been good the first two games and he looked good against a better defense, although they were missing a lot of key guys like Lattimore, but Woe to the Jets. I mean, the curb your enthusiasm is going to be prophetic if Darnold turns out to be a star. <laughs> Not, I don't mean just like if Darnold's like, you know, pretty good. If he's kind of like, you know, Andy Dalton or something at his peak. Yeah, they'll be bummed because, you know, he was good. But if he's a star and Zach Wilson's bad, there's going to be some, you know, defenestrations among Jet fans. Uh, I, I think that that would be intolerable to use the third pick and then trade him away for later picks and then get a new guy. And the guy you traded away is the star. That would be, I don't the know. The problem that. was you all along. Yeah. yeah. But, but more than just the problem was you, like you gave away the, you know, the whole yeah. grail, the, the superstar quarterback that you already had and didn't know. So right, I'm, I'm rooting for Donald now. I'm, I'm shifting gears, I'm rooting hard for Donald. Yeah. I, I knew you would. I knew you would. So, uh, yeah, the other thing is, uh, you did one other uh, Deshaun uh, angle, and Julia brought this up. This is a good point. You know, Miami, you know, was the team that was rumored right. the Miami owner loves Deshaun Watson, wanted right. to trade for him. Now Tua's hurt. Jacoby Brissett looks helpless out there. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett's terrible. Yeah, I mean, if they're serious and they're one and one, and you know nobody's running away with that division, they're all, you know they're still in it. Obviously, everyone's one and one except the Jets, and you can. Uh, well, you know, would they take Tua and uh, take Tua and a first for him? That seems like a big haul for a guy who's you know under the cloud of these allegations. So, um, would they do that? I don't know. You know, would it, will it be offered for that matter? You know, yeah, I the, mean, the, I don't the, know what I don't know what Houston's doing because they did not. You know, they were unhappy with Watson. Watson was unhappy with them. Actually, Watson was unhappy with them, and of course, yeah, I'm unhappy with Watson. And then all these allegations come out. 
and they seem plausible. We'll, we'll see again when they're litigated what the deal is really. But um, and now he's not been suspended, but they're just sort of like punishing him. It's so weird, you know, because you almost feel like if if they didn't have the bad blood before this, because they're two separate things, right? Yeah. Um, and that you'd think like they would just let him play to it and say, you know, we take these allegations seriously, but it's up to the NFL to take action. Basically it's not, you know, we, we, you know, they need, cause it's not like the, I don't know. It's not like the team. Sometimes the team will suspend the guy just on its own, but they're right. not suspending him. He's not suspended. He's being paid. I don't think so, they can suspend him. I think that's, it's part of that collective bargaining okay, agreement. So, I mean, but they're not yeah. playing him. So they're like, right. you know, they're doing that. So if they don't want the PR hit or they don't want the headache or they don't like him, yeah, trade him. Get something for him. Yeah, if they can. Everyone's probably like, let's let this play out first. So it, it's this limbo that they're in right now. It's, well, kinda, why let it play out if they could get something for him? If you they know, can, they may. Not, the, you're, you're like the league might be quietly saying to him, "You're not. We're not going to let you do anything until this gets resolved." Too. I mean, this could. I mean, that, that could be part of the calculus. We don't is that know. Legal is that legal for the league to say that? Like, it doesn't the league have to make a ruling. Otherwise, they don't have any authority to say whether you can trade somebody, right? Maybe, but maybe they're just on the download saying this is what we'd rule. Um, but we want to kind of keep this quiet. We don't like. I don't know. I, I, I you know, I'm you're the you're supposed to be the conspiracy theorist here, not me. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I just I think they're putting the kibosh on it. Um, you are a I'm conspiracy gonna, theorist. This is conspiracy theory. Yes, it is. It is. A uh, couple other things to watch out for. Uh, Deontay Johnson, we got to see if he's okay. DK Metcalf, got to see if he's okay. There's going to be a, a lot. Of, you know, all these quarterbacks that got hurt. Wentz to uh, uh, Tyrod Taylor. It's going to be a chaotic week with injuries. Yeah, it's going to be pretty bad for those QB flex leagues. And uh, I have Wentz in one of them, so that's going to be ugly. Um, but yeah, we'll see. They're mostly scrub QBs, but they matter for the you know the teams and the teams they're facing and the receivers they mm -hmm. have on their team. So we shall see. We shall see. All right, that's going to wrap it up for today. Uh, for more, check out Chrysalis's NFL Observations article. You can see that up on Rotowire, rotowire.com slash try to get your free 10-day trial if you don't already have access to Rotowire. Uh, so check that all out. No credit cards required. Just uh, plug it in, get your you know, use a valid email address, and off you go. If you don't like it, which you're crazy if you don't, but if you don't like it, it just goes away in 10 days. So you don't have to do anything affirmatively. Just uh, sign up. Get, check it out. Check out all my rankings uh, that'll come up tomorrow for the week for week three uh, on the value meter. Check everything else up on Rotowire. Uh, we're going to take off. Joe and Jake are with you tomorrow with a lot of free agent opportunities to discuss. Thanks for listening and watching. Have a great day. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.